0: Don't Fear the Wasteland, an apocalyptic broadcast. Hello, survivors. I hope you're still alive and ready for the next part of my story. But first, Ginger wanted me to share a psalm with you. I find it fitting, even if I don't give much stock to religion. You, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. No matter what you face out there in the wasteland, know we are here waiting on you. There is hope and safety here at the last row. Now let's get on with my story. I gotta keep my promise to Frankie. Talk, talk, talk. Now, Tripp's presence was heavy. I didn't trust him, but after our handshake, he seemed to tolerate our staying at the last hurrah. Thankfully, Tripp settled into routine quickly. He started his day earlier than I did and spent his first week shoveling out the barn stalls, bruised ribs, and dam. He sat with us at meals and only messed up Frankie's pronouns twice, which Frankie eventually forgave. Samma stayed away from Trip unless she was eaten. When I asked why she avoided him, she whispered that she didn't much trust men, but didn't expand any on her answers, so I let it go. Long weeks passed with us creeping around each other, trying to find a comfortable middle ground between my strong personality and trips race abrasive nature. He was handy, living up to his previous title from the Shelton's employee. He patched the barn roof in a couple places, replaced a couple worn-out sockets, rebalanced the ceiling fan on the porch and helped me set up rabbit traps around the garden beds. He even showed me how to skin a rabbit after we caught a couple aiming for the tomato plants. It was gross, but no worse than gutting fish, though Samma was noticeably absent while I killed the screeching rabbits. If you've never heard a rabbit scream, well, it's something else and it's loud. After the farm was all fixed and the barns were spick and span, Tripp asked me if I could ride a horse. I was passively familiar at it and said so. Tripp told me his plan to get some livestock for the farm. We'd hook it over the field to the neighbors, grab a couple horses, and drive a few cows back to our own pasture. Out of the four of us, only Trip and I had experience riding horses, so Sam and Frankie would stay at the last rock. I gave Sam the key to the gun safe and told her to shoot Tripp if he returned without me, making sure Tripp heard my order. I wasn't taking chances. If he killed me in the field, at least he wouldn't get Sam and Frankie, too. We left at dawn, when it was light enough to see any threats that might be approaching. It was a long walk, and most of my attempts to make conversation went ignored until I asked about Eva, his wife. He told me they met at the last hurrah after Eva was accepted into Shelby's rehab program. She'd been inside for shoplifting diapers for her niece. When Eva got out, she'd had nowhere to go and took Shelby up on the job offer. Tripp said Eva had this huge personality. She sucked you in. You couldn't help but love her, and love her he had. Then the apocalypse came, and after months of surviving, Tripp and Eva decided to try their luck at a survivor's camp. Eva's sister, Ashley, had moved to the farm a year before after social services took her kids and she'd lost her apartment. Shelby was paying the lawyer fees to get the children back and then the apocalypse came. The end of the world interrupted a lot of dreams. Tripp hadn't wanted to leave, but Ashley had been adamant, thinking what was left of the government could help her find her stolen children. They couldn't. Upon reaching the camp, Tripp had been separated from Eva and Ashley. Months passed before he got out and returned to the only home he knew. Now he spent his days hoping Eva would cross over the horizon and come home too. Tripp and I made decent time reaching what he said was the Livingston's farm. Their house was a pile of ash and rubble, and their barn was missing a wall. Out past the house, several dozen cows grazed, while closer to the burnt house, horses wandered. In the barn, Trip found a few bridles and passed me one. It was showtime. I'll save myself the embarrassment of telling you how many times I spooked a horse trying to come up near it before finally one let me approach and rope it. Tripp had two horses caught long before I managed one. With a grunt of approval, he led the way to the barn where the saddles waited. I did find a couple cages and several chickens roosting in the hayloft, which was lucky. They were easy enough to wrangle into the cages, which I then tied to the saddle. The cows were not so simple. I'll also save you the trouble of our cow rustling. It wasn't smooth. After two hours, we'd gathered three cows and got them away from the herd, covering barely a football field worth a distance. I was glad Tripp didn't have a gun, because he'd likely have shot me out of frustration. His cursing was fierce enough to burn my ears. When we finally made it back to the last hurrah, with all three cows intact, Tripp slammed the pasture gate, took my horse, and stalked off alone, insisting he didn't need my help at all or ever again. I think I told him to eat my hat and went inside to check on Samma and Frankie. The kitchen was empty and so was the office i didn't find them upstairs either a little spooked i went out front of the house and called for Samma. there was no answer it was then that i realized daddy's truck was missing i caught trip before he had the saddles off yelling that sam and frankie were gone he didn't seem worried probably went on supply run he thought but i insisted it was unlikely Samma was too nervous and frankie wasn't one for taking chances Trip begrudgingly gave in and handed me the reins to my horse. We'd ride to Birchville to check things out. But, he told me, if we didn't find them, I might have to accept that they'd left for good while they could. A working truck was no small thing nowadays, and Sam and Frankie could have decided to run while Tripp and I were gone. I wanted to argue with Tripp, but it would only waste time. We rode to town at a fast clip. In Birchville, Daddy's truck was parked outside the vet's office. I breathed in relief as I tied my horse to the hitch and went to rush inside, but the Trip stopped me. Hold up, he cautioned. We don't know what's going on in there. He motioned to the pistol at my hip. Let's take it slow. I took his advice. Gun drawn, we pushed the door to the animal clinic open. The place was a wreck. The reception desk was half burned and a hole in the ceiling let in the bright sunlight. Somewhere in the back of the place, a person cursed in pain. Over the desk, I could see into exam room number three, where Frankie stood, looking down at a woman lying on a raised table. Samma leaned over the table, putting stitches into the stranger's side. "'Who the hell are you?' a voice came from behind us. I whirled, gun-raised. "'Whoa,' the woman said, putting her hands up. Trip turned then. "'Ashley?' "'Holy shit, brother, you made it out,' Ashley said, disbelief on her face. She was holding gauze and an accepted, back from an obvious pharmacy run. Tripp didn't answer, only turned and rushed into the exam room, yelling for Eva. Ashley eyed me. "'Put the gun down, yeah?' I mumbled a sorry and put the pistol in its holster before going into the exam room myself. Samma spotted me out of the corner of her eye as she worked. She explained that Ashley showed up at the farm looking for help. Eva got caught in barbed wire and ripped her side open. I don't really know how she made it this far with that hole in her, Samma said. Tough as leather, Eva ground out through a clenched jaw. Apparently, Samma agreed. She cleaned the gash and stitched her up best she could. The vet had all the supplies she needed. Yeah, except Neosporin, Ashley said, offering her pharmacy loot. "'Actually, I didn't need that,' Samma said. "'I just sent you across the street because you looked green "'and kept making wretched noises while I cleaned out Eva's side.' "'Ashley looked upset for a moment and shrugged. "'That's fair,' she said. "'A short fifteen minutes later, we had Eva in the truck bed with Tripp. "'Frankie drove, and Ashley sat in the cab, leaving the horses for Samma and me. "'I rode beside her as Frankie took off and the truck disappeared down the road.' For her first time on a horse, she seemed surprisingly calm. Samma filled me in on Ashley showing up, looking for the Sheltons and help. Luckily, a nurse was ready and willing. We reached the last garage just before dusk. I stabled the horses and found them some unmolded feed before going inside. Samma and Frankie were in the kitchen, having a silent argument that was too fast for me to follow. I got a glass of water and waited to be filled in. Finally, Frankie stormed off, and Samma looked at me worried. She told me that Ashley had been bitten. I cursed. How long ago? Three days was her answer. Does Tripp know? Samma nodded. What's the plan? I asked. There isn't one, Samma said. Ashley wants to eat a bullet now that Eva is safe, and Eva refuses to let her. Trip wants to wait until she turns, but that puts us all in danger. And Frankie... I asked. What were you arguing about? Frankie agrees with Ashley, but I think we should wait and see if she worsens. No one's immune, I said. Ashley will turn. If she wants off the ride early, I can't blame her. Samma looked very uncomfortable at my cavalier mention of suicide, so I changed the topic. Where's Trip now? I asked. Upstairs in his room with Eva. Ashley's out back. I squeezed Samma's shoulder and went upstairs. Tripp sat beside the bed Eva occupied. How are you feeling? I asked. Queasy, and my side burns, but I'm alive. Tripp filled me in on the Sheltons. Thanks for Barry and Leo. That was mighty kind of you. I nodded. About Ashley, I started. We're playing it by ear, Tripp interrupted me. If she turns, I'll take care of it. You mean when she turns? What if she bites someone before you can handle her? I asked. She won't, Tripp gruffed. Eva looked between us, sad. I let it go. You know, I might have something to help you sleep, Eva. I'll send Samma up with it. After showing Samma where I'd stashed the pharmacy hall, I went out back and found Ashley in the garden beds. Tomatoes look good, she said to me as I approached. When I didn't reply, she sighed. I was trying to save Eva. She was caught in the fence and the damn crawler got too close. Ashley pulled at the neck of her shirt, showing me the bite on her shoulder. It was a nasty red and black color. My ma got bit by the neighbor. She hanged herself before she could turn. What you want, I understand, I said, gently as I could. Ashley looked me square in the eye. I, f- I can feel it coming on. Things aren't as crisp as usual. I feel fuzzy and only half awake. I don't want to turn and chance infecting someone else." I understood her feelings respected her decision. That night, after everyone else was asleep, we walked together out to the other graves and she borrowed my pistol to do the deed. Her fingers trembled as she knelt in the grass and mud, and when her will faltered and she begged me for help, I put a bullet in the back of her head. To this day, Eva still hasn't forgiven me, even though she understands. That act was the beginning of my pledge to protect the last hurrah at any cost. That act was the birth of the sheriff and everything I am today. Sama calls me a lioness. You can find us 50 miles west of Montgomery, Alabama. My crew has painted all the billboards on Route 109 to guide you in. If you make it here to the last hurrah and follow my rules, I will die to protect you and everyone else. Just remember, no funny business. Don't Fear the Wasteland is a story-driven podcast by Joey Hall chronicling Sheriff's Journey in the Apocalypse and broadcast as a radio show from the last hurrah in Alabama. It's an oasis for survivors in the blasted remains of the old world or earth as we know it now. To learn more about the wasteland where Sheriff spends her days, check out DontFearTheWasteland.com and JoeyHall.com. Thanks for listening.